Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. Oh, my goodness. What a beautiful Thursday morning it is. Joined alongside by the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's up? Boy, the people here uh, listening in just missed some heat, some hair heat before the pod got started. <laughs> but it was a lot, all in good fun. It was so stupid. It was all very dumb. <laughs> all right, we got the franchise, the Magical Beard of Fantasy. We have Matt Franciscovich. What's going on? Yo, last week I was like, it's week four already? Yeah. What the heck? And now I'm like, man, it's only week five. So, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't, get, you can't get into that, man. I was telling Harmon that I've been, been, uh, been doing this for too many no, too many years, like five years here. But yeah. you get caught in that because you're like, wow, like time's flying. And then week eight hits and you're like, it's like oh, a wall. Man. And end it. There's no, it's the endless staircase in, in Mario 64. It is the endless staircase. I like it. We have Matt Harmon here as well, repping West Virginia very well. What's going on? Uh, I just pulled up the Roto World headline page. Yes. Uh, I know we're about to get to news, but the first four headlines are all just – I roll worthy yes. running back news. Yes, Hugh I've Jackson. Seen that as well. I believe in Isaiah Crowell. Nope. R- running backs coach Adrian Peterson will break out. Oh, nope. God. Ben McAdoo. If a running back gets hot, we'll ride him. Nope. And Vikings add Stephen Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh. Oh man, Stephen Ridley. What a journey he's been on this uh, this year. He was uh, cut and then uh, went to Denver for a second. Got cut there. Was on the practice squad and then. Oh, boy, he's probably going to get cut by the Vikings as well, but we'll see. All right, let's start with, uh, well, we got a great show in front of us here, obviously, today. We're going to be doing uh, early week five pickups slash deep sleepers. We have every damn game on the docket. We'll close out with daily daps, but we start your show, as always, with your top headlines. News. 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 News headlines. Uh, Let's start (laughs) by talking about this whole Ezekiel Elliott NFL court ruling thing. All right, so the court's hearing it. Uh, a ruling is anticipated. Uh, I shouldn't say anticipated. It could come down this week. It could come down next week. Uh, hell, it could come down at the end of the season. We don't know. But uh, there are rumblings that a court ruling could come down this week. I, I put this in here because we om- it's almost as if we've forgotten about it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's a stay. There's an injunction. Zeke's going to play the whole season. And then all of a sudden now – the court could actually rule in the NFL's favor 
is it at least worth picking up somebody like Alfred Morris? Certainly. 100%. Darren McFadden. You yes. want to insulate yourself be. here. Well, McFadden's been in- inactive the last couple games, and it appears they've switched over to Freddie Morris being the backup. But, yeah, you want to try and protect yourself in these situations. It's like when you have a running back who's questionable, which we'll talk about next, but you yes. want to roster the backups just in case. Yes. Yeah. Freddie Morris, is he – I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying he's a priority ad, but actually, is he a priority ad, though? I don't know. This week was so – chock full of backfields you know going up in flames as nfl backfields are wont to do by the way but uh, this week in particular yeah, was crazy so much shakeup, so yeah. much turnover uh and that's just kind of what happens at the at this position that it was hard it's it was hard for me to really even know how to prioritize these guys i and, had no idea yeah it, it, and i still don't feel too clear about it and adding morris and or mcfadden into the mix continues to like that's still I just don't really know where to where to slot those guys in either. I mean, I think they're worth adding, but I don't know that I'd be adding them over some of these other players that we were talking about earlier this week, like Latavius Murray. I think I'd definitely take Murray. Freddie McKinnon. Morris or Jarek McKinnon? I think I'd still take McKinnon. Because here's the thing with, with Alfred Morris. I know he's been the one that's active, but we've seen NFL teams do this before where just because the guy is inactive on game day doesn't right. mean he's not the backup. Think of like Cameron Artis Payne with the Panthers. That's exactly right. He was continually inactive, but that didn't mean that he wasn't the guy that was going to get the carries when, when the starter went down. And I think that could be the same situation with McFadden. So I agree. You could easily add Alfred Morris, and then you're holding the bag with like three we carries remember, a game. Fred, Freddie Morris, as much as I love him, has skillets for hands, and he's not yeah. going to come in and take over the three-down workload that Zeke has. Like, McFadden will factor in for sure. They don't sure. have a pass-catching guy there, though. No, they got a Lance Dunbar. I mean, McFadden can catch passes, but... Mm. Didn't Lance Dunbar go to the Rams? He right. did, yeah. and then he, he got, got on IR, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Morris, too, like, also is a name in a great story, but, like, he hasn't been good since I was in college, so... <laughs> He had like a seventy-yard run last week, didn't he? I thought he looked great in the preseason. Uh, no, I not he, buying. I, th- huh? I thought he looked okay in the preseason too. Yeah, yeah I thought I'm, I thought the dirt got piled on Freddie Morris's grave a little early. I, I think agree. it would be a committee if, if I think Zeke he's a I think time. he's a system back, and also like this Cowboys offensive line. Like you know, two three years ago, we were thirsting over literally anybody that got behind that line. Like, I remember a, a time and place when Lake Seastrunk was being discussed because he got added to the Cowboys, wow. you know, practice squad or whatever. Nice. That Cowboys line nice. is, is not that way anymore. No, it is not. You know, they're, they have huge issues at right tackle and yeah. left guard where they turned over this year. So I'm not just like – I'll punch anybody in the face to try to get a Cowboys back. Before right now. we move on, I think we should start a new contest where we should see who can have the most obscure random player pull in context during analysis. Oh, Lake Seastrunk is strong. Wins for the I'm day. Gonna, I want to we'll win that but contest. We've had, every that happen, time. we've had that happen a couple times. I know. Yeah, I've who was your Titans out. running back that you uh, pulled out? Wait, Jalston Fowler. Jalston Fowler. That's what it was. Wow. Get double points if it's a fullback like that. Yeah, double points. <laughs> that's pretty fullback. good. All right, let's let's. That's pretty on good the, on the sly. Let's try keep that going i like it ty montgomery jamal williams were back at practice wednesday jamal williams was a full participant uh both are going to be questionable going into sunday's game but aaron jones was clearly the hot waiver wire ad this week and mostly because he showed a lot of juice in that thursday night game against chicago unfortunately his workload is is very questionable speaking of questionable i i guess my question would be you, you spent a high waiver priority getting Aaron Jones. You spent a lot of fab budget getting Aaron Jones. Is Aaron Jones playable on Sunday? I, I think he is, I guess, as the resident Packer player. Like, Ty Montgomery has said he, you know, might play, but he's worried about long-term effects and they need to find that stuff out. 
Like, if he's practicing, that's great, but I don't think they're going to trot him out for a heavy I, workload. I would be, yeah, I'd be. And then with, it's not a good move. With Williams, too, if he's practicing, like, he was, wasn't that effective. It uh, hasn't been in yeah. his few times where he's spelled Ty Montgomery. I would think even if they're both healthy, they'd still probably lean on Jones rather than trotting out these guys who are, you know, theoretically higher in the pecking order because Montgomery's been the starter and Williams was the higher draft pick and the first man up after mm-hmm. Montgomery went down. But, like, I don't know. I think the ceiling is certainly lowered, but I'd still play Jones. Okay. Anybody disagree with that? Mm, I don't think so. I feel like Aaron Rodgers caped up for Jones and said he trusts him, and, you know, he had a good preseason, and he's a talented kid. He's just a little small. Also going to be a high-scoring game against Dallas. So. Yes. Could yes. be. Yes. Yeah, Certainly you could you be. want pieces of that game. And I would say that there are a lot of draft analysts that, you know, that I, I mean, I remember when uh, it was one of those moments on Twitter when, like, Aaron Jones got picked by the Packers that, you know, everybody seemed to, like, Huh, you know, I think Aaron Jones is better back than Jamal Williams. I'm like, oh, cute. You're all very original with your, with yeah. your takes yeah. right now. But that was the entire time. It was, yeah, I it really was, like Jamal Williams coming out of college. but Yeah, they were both pretty good prospects, but I would just say that there's, you know, a pretty decent chance that Jones, who's a better athlete for sure, is is the superior running back to Jamal Williams. And if he gets, if he gets hot, you know, he could easily be uh, that number two player or potentially number one on Sunday. So, I mean, I, I think he's playable just because this game – is high scoring, but if, if Montgomery's out there, then I don't know. Then it's like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Gellhar, what's the uh, story on those uh, tackles, the offensive line for Green Bay? Oh, not, yeah. I, I, I totally forgot about I haven't that. Had, I haven't seen full updates yet because, I mean, we'll have to probably wait till the Friday practice report to get a better sense, but yeah. they've both been getting close to playing, and you would hope that with 10 days of rest after the Thursday night game that right. one or both of them could be coming back. Oh, man, they need that badly. Uh, they lost their other tackle too, didn't they, in that they, game? Th- I think it's three or four of their top six tackles are on IR now. Damn. Jeez. Good Lord. Banged up. Uh, speaking of injured Packers, Devontae Adams was limited in practice Wednesday. He isn't fully cleared from the concussion protocol, but uh, there are signs that he wants to play on Sunday. Um, I, that's surprising news to me, just given the severity of the hit. I mean, he went to the hospital, for God's sakes, after taking that hit. Um, and now they're saying that possibly he could be a go on Sunday. I'd be surprised. Mm. I'd be surprised if he goes on Sunday. Um, Different people recover differently from concussions. It's true. It's something that we don't have all the info and science on. But some some guys, I'm trying to think, there's somebody last year that was out, like in concussion protocol for like literally six, seven weeks. Yep. And other guys. Luke Keekley. Keekley was in it for a while. But mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he if they clear him, like then I think he's a fine start because, again, this is going to be a high-scoring game and the Packers are going to have to take to the air. And if he does doesn't go. Geronimo Allison certainly is Sneaky a name. Play. Sneaky yeah. play. That, uh, could be an interesting play there in that game as well. All right, Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy, they're back practicing. Both expected to have a role on Sunday. I'll ask you this: Who you going with? I would imagine they're both playable from a flex perspective, but I guess if you were leaning anywhere, where are you leaning? And we start with you, franchise. I think I would lean towards Rawls because I think he's more explosive. Um, I understand he was inactive last week, uh, and we saw Eddie Lacy kind of produce when Chris Carson went out. But Rawls has been there longer. Uh, Eddie Lacy may still be dealing with effects from the ankle surgery. Uh, I would lean towards Rawls, but both of them have good outlooks. The Rams can't really stop the run. They're allowing 151 rush yards per game and have already given up seven rushing touchdowns this year. They gave up 12 all of last year. That's bad. Um, so I think I would lean towards Rawls just because he's kind of the, the incumbent in Seattle there, the veteran. Uh, 
But I think you could flex Lacey, too. Uh, Matt Harmon, Eddie Lacey was clearly the preferred running back among the masses. Uh, what say you in this split? Yeah, I don't really have a lot of confidence or clarity with this situation I'm right a, now. I'm a chicken with this backfield. You're the you're the only one who doesn't have clarity on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to live without a little clarity. I'm just kidding, bro. No one knows it's going to happen. Yeah. I, mean, seriously, though. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a better one situation to wait and see. I think both should be added, but there's probably running backs in other spots I'd rather play because this yeah. could totally turn into a spot where one of them – takes over. Like, I, I don't think they're they're it's, that safe. It's in the so flex. crazy too because I think JD McKissick was a was in was a name that was added in a lot of leagues as well uh, because he made those big 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 plays. Yeah, yeah. I, I added him in the in the Scott Fishbowl at least because it's like what else can you add in the yeah, Scott, yeah, yeah. Scott Fishbowl? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was like, well, I might as well spend this money now. Uh, sure. Uh, but no, I think with this backfield, I'd rather obviously wait to see. But we're already getting to the point with running backs where it's like, how desperate are you? You yeah. know, like I know there's one team I have, and you know, nobody cares about your fantasy team. But there's one team that I have where, like, I'm I was in that position like two weeks ago. Like, do I really start like Deion Lewis and hope he gets a touchdown? Like, that was a legitimate question I was asking myself because of injuries to David Johnson and other players. So it just depends. And if you have to play one of these guys, I feel like I'd probably go with Lacey just because we saw him, you know, active. But I just said like five seconds ago that doesn't mean anything with a different <laughs> backfield. So what the hell do I know? All right, there you go. We've helped the listeners 0%. Yeah, I absolutely. Like uh, Michael Crabtree. You can get a full refund at it's, the door. Uh, <laughs> it's just a weird situation. It man. is. And ProSize might be back. He they don't know he yet. He practice Wednesday, so it's But that's good. only Wednesday. Like he's yeah. got, you know, if he practices Friday, then maybe he plays Sunday, and then McKissick becomes doesn't have any value anymore. It's just a weird situation. They're, fr- they're definitely frustrated with – Precise. That was the tone a couple of weeks ago. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, he's just never healthy. Yes. And, you know, that's that sucks. Cause it's too bad because I think he could be a really good player. But I do think that that opens things up for McKissick. This is a team that consistently says, like, we play our best guys. It's competition based. And if you right. win the job and, and McKissick looked freaking awesome on, yeah, on Sunday night. So explosive player. He's definitely somebody that I think would probably for most leagues got lost in the shuffle of all these backs that got you know out of someone to keep an eye on for 100%. sure. hundred percent. I, I really liked what I saw in that game. He looked so explosive there, especially out of the pass game. And we know that the, the Seahawks, as much as they like to, to run the ball, I mean, they run shotgun like 80% of the time. So, yeah. you know, I, there's going to be a role for McKissick uh, if uh, C.J. Prosize is not available. Michael Crabtree anticipated to play through his chest injury on Sunday. Uh, you guys rolling him out there? And, I, I mean, just given the fact that David Carr's not going to play. And, Derek no. Carr. Oh, excuse me. Derek we, Carr's well, not going to play. David Carr's not going to play either. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that even is worse. <laughs> Would you Very rather have David Carr or AJ Manuel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know, man. Seeing David Carr walk around this office got pretty that, jacked. That's what I'm saying. He's in shape. Great I mean, ha- that dude could play. Great hair, too. He, oh, my goodness. Also, yeah, also another now. great hair. His, <laughs> his hair game on point. Uh, you guys rolling out Mike Crabtree? I'm no. pretty much giving a nah wave no. to this entire offense. Yeah. Yes. Although Marshawn Lynch is interesting against the Ravens who haven't been able to stop the run. Be more volume for, for Marshawn. That's what the storyline is. But I yeah. think he's had like, I don't know, 12 or 13 carries in the last two games heading for like into, 30 yards. Heading into last week, he'd only played on 40% of the Raiders' snaps. That's yeah. weird. It's, it's like if they get down early, Lynch becomes a non-factor. If but they why? have a lead. I, I really It's not that surprising to me that he's like a committee back. They have two young players that they like in Jalen Richard and uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, he's also, I mean, Lynch has at times in his career been a factor in the passing game, but it's never been like his 
strength or anything. I mean, he has uh, he has just a few a handful of catches this year. So I, it's not that surprising to me. I mean, again, this is a guy that came out of retirement at a <laughs> really grueling position. So it's, yes. again, just really not that surprising to me that he is a committee-type player. And I don't know how you play him with any confidence in this game and really, honestly, like going forward. In I, this game, in this offense, uh, just given the role, it's – It's at home at least. Like That's hard. the one thing you can you there, can say. There might be five points scored in this game, though, between the Ravens and the Raiders. This might be like a sneaky Cordero Patterson game. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> what did you put in your coffee this morning? <laughs> Jet sweep, 60 yards Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dial this one oh, back if man. you're uh, if you're right. Crabtree's injured. I do like it. Cooper has had a knee injury. The quarterback is going to be EJ Manuel. Yeah. Just give the ball to an explosive player like Cordero Patterson, like maybe four or five times, and see what happens. Hey, man, I'm, I'm always in for uh, a little CP touches. <laughs> Ooh yeah. <laughs> CP action. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, crazy fever dreams, uh, <laughs> we almost I, I, we almost had the the crazy Amir Abdullah fever dream come true. You're right. Oh. He put up what, like a hundred, a, a buck over hundred yards, a buck yeah. fifteen Scored total, first and a touchdown too. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, got, and then he got hurt. Dreams, dreams I mean, do come bit. true, oh. but like a little bit hurt. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is going to be crazy if this actually happens. Yo, Cordero Patterson led Oakland last last week with six catches on six targets. So that's odd. Great. That's Just that's- saying. That's when you know. Uh, Not crazy. That's when you know your offense is in a bad. Way. I know. It's, I know. It's in a bad spot. Amari Cooper seems to be mentally out of it. Michael Crabtree's hurt. They got a backup quarterback and EJ Manuel. Rough. Oh boy. All right. Let's talk about early week five pickups and or deep sleepers. Let's get some deep sleepers out of the way because who the hell doesn't like deep sleepers? Derp slurpers. <laughs> That's our drop. <coughs> That's our derp slurpers. <laughs> derp slurpers. <laughs> slurpers. All right, French. Nice. What do we got? Me? Yeah, you got uh, one, pal? Yeah, I got one. Okay. So, uh, I mean, Bucks? you just gave us Cordero Patterson. I, don't, I was just looking at <laughs> like I was point. just looking at last that, week's game logs and was like, I don't know, maybe this maybe this happens. But my other one, uh, Bucks wide out, Adam Humphreys. Okay. I know he plays uh, Thursday night against the Patriots, which is a good, good spot because uh, Patriots give up a ton of points to wide receivers. But to everybody. Humphreys has had 12 catches and 138 mm. yards in his last two games, six catches in each uh, and Tampa Bay plays Arizona next week, which means Patrick Peterson might be on Mike Evans, which means might open things up for a guy like Humphreys who plays from the slot, and he's played on 70% of the snaps in the last two games. So I like it. Under the radar, a little slot guy there in Tampa Bay. All right, give it to me. Uh, Whiskey from Wisconsin. I was actually going to pick Adam Humphreys. Oh. So, uh, I told you st- I told you this morning. <coughs> let me, let me Did s- you? I didn't even hear that. It was, it was in Slack. slack. Oh, I had an open Slack yet. Whoops, that's my I bad. will start. Uh, I'll say, how about Austin Safarian Jenkins taking Ooh. on the Cleveland Browns? Oh, I actually got one. Duh. And uh, they, the, the Browns have been just atrocious against guarding tight ends. We got some crazy sound. What is happening out there? Yeah. Is there a child? Is this is this a horror movie? Where did that come from? <laughs> that literally sounded like a demon child there, about to come in there and are, slash us to There death. are twin six-year-old <laughs> girls staring at me through the conference room window right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so how do I move on to Austin Safarian Jenkins? I don't know. But the Browns have been really, really bad against tight ends. As a matter of fact, we saw what? Tyler Croft be your tight end one. Last year, tight end one. What? Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft. Uh, <laughs> ASJ obviously uh, is not in as good of an offense, but uh, that's okay. I mean, again, if you're looking for a deep sleeper at the tight end position, ASJ's not bad, I don't think, uh, this week. All right, Matt Harmon, what do you got? 
Yeah, I think a good one. Does Andre Ellington still count as a deep leaper? Absolutely. Okay, because sure, we'll I would say, not? look, he's another guy that might have gotten. Yeah, why not? He, he's another one that might have gotten lost in like the uh, grueling run of waiver wire running backs. Guy had 14 targets last week. Led the team. And and I think go, that's something we can kind of expect going forward because they cannot run the no, ball. They yes. Can't. So they're going to use Ellington as an extension of the run game as a short outlet receiver. Uh, and he's looked good doing it. I mean, he has looked really good and I think in this game especially uh, against the Eagles you know it's a cross-country game for the Cardinals we've seen the Cardinals get waxed in those type of games before yep. I recall them going back going to Buffalo last year and they just got obliterated by the Bills true uh, so they could be behind all game and then they're really just looking for uh, Ellington as like a dump off guy so in a PPR league I think he's like a great running back to play yeah all right Gilhart give it to me Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah. You nice. wide receivers, am I okay. right? My boy. Well, this, this week especially is like a deep sleeper. I don't um, hate it. The Jags have those excellent boundary corners, and Jalen Ramsey, who is Harmon noted in his all-pro piece, allowing an absurd 2.5 yards per target. That's so stupid. What? Like, yeah, two and a half yards per target. Per target. Me- mediocre. <laughs> It's about average. <laughs> and A.J. Boye are playing great. The way, to attack That's the, crazy. the way to attack the Jags' defense is kind of over the middle, and like Jesse James is – whatever is the tight end, but Juju's been running around a, a lot of routes for him, and he's been pretty consistent. So He's deep, developing in this offense too, man. He is. Deep sleeper for now. They've got the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Lions up next before their bye. The Lions are a team that's weak against tight ends. Juju's kind of playing a tight end-ish role for him. So you could see if the offense of the passing game continues to sputter, they might look to their young uh, young rookie who's played pretty well to keep things going. But man, Steelers like home that. road splits, though. Get, go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's at home, so that's what I'm fire saying. him up. And let's go. All right, let's do EDG every damn game. We'll start with the Niners taking on the Colts. Give it to me, Matt Harmon. This game, this is like a, a great game for me to have because it's one of those that could be like a beautifully bad shootout between these two. A beautifully uh, bad shootout. <laughs> nice way to put it. That's, that's, awesome. that's, that's an awesome way to put it, yeah, man. B- between these two uh, teams, beautifully bad shootout. Uh, that's going to be the title of my next album. Look for that. Uh, hitting record stores Do you soon. have one out now? Yeah, bro. Of course. The oh. boy the boy, Young Boy. Oh, band. right. Yeah. Debut album. They are debut album. But anyways. Uh, that's going to be the podcast title, by the way. <laughs> beautifully bad shootout. Yep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyways, so. The Colts side of this game, uh, I do like Jacoby Brissett as a streamer. Uh, again, coming back to one of my our fantasy live league, I wanted to stream quarter a quarterback this week. Uh, did not want to because Kirk Cousins on a bye. I'm playing Alex. And I'm like, I, do I stream Eli Manning or Jacoby Brissett? Uh, I ended up going Eli, but. I like Brissett in this game. The, yeah. the 49ers are. They I thought have, you were gonna do. I thought you were gonna say Brissett. No, I I just. The, anyways, I don't need to get into the. I should the, just pick up Brissett and play him against you, just so you tilt into oblivion if he has a big game. Well, 100%. maybe maybe you do need your first win, so maybe you should oh, do that. Oh no! My team's been injured. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but this is true though. So so do need a win. So with Brissett, I talked about this actually in deep dive that the uh, 49ers right now they have like a pretty good front seven. Uh, they are. Like they're they're talented up there, so I think that they are forcing teams to throw on them, and that that's proving to be successful. I mean, we've seen some good games. So, Brissett definitely uh, a guy that you want to look at, especially because he offers some rushing ability if you need a streamer. Uh, and then I don't know. The only Colt that I want to play pass catcher wise is is T. Y. Hilton, of course, and and that's even of course we know it's a dicey bet, but 
I, he's really the only guy there that I'd want to play. And then on, on the 49ers side, I think Brian Hoyer also is a streaming quarterback option this week because, I, like I said, this is the beautiful bad shootout. Yeah. Uh, like this this game could be pretty high scoring. He has been pretty dreadful for fantasy uh, other than that one Rams game, but I think at least having that game on his ledger shows that he has some some sort of potential. Um, and I think Pierre Garçon is an awesome play. Nobody in the Colts secondary really scares me. I don't care that Vontae Davis is back. He sticks on one side of the field. Okay. Uh, I think I heard on the feast this morning with Evan Silva and Ross Tucker that Davis, per pro football focus, gave up over 101 yards in coverage last hmm. week. Maybe struggling. It's possible he's not right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, that's, that's I don't think saying. he's been right for like the last two years, really. Mm. I mean, last year, even when he was on the field, he gave up some plays. So, yeah, like not a player that – I think he's one of those corners that like people talk about, but we really shouldn't be like, oh, my God, we're playing Vontae Davis. Davis. Okay. But, yeah, so I, I, I really like uh, I really like Garcon in this spot. And, of course, you're rolling out Carlos Hyde, even though he was starting to lose some touches to, to Matt Breida, Breida in yeah. that game. But he was I, hurt. Yeah, and like that's the Carlos Hyde experience. Yeah. You know, he's gonna have those games, but uh, he's definitely somebody you're playing here. Jets taking on Cleveland. Matt Forte still not practicing with that toe injury as of Wednesday. Uh, certainly will be questionable going into Sunday uh, in his matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Alex Gelhar, what else you got in this game? Oh, this is an interesting game too. Um, I think. Hold on, let me get to my right spot. I was actually I legit just picked up Jacoby Brissett and started him against. <laughs> <Harden and laughs> nice. <laughs> Just nice. because I can't, I really hope he does go off so we can uh, have a tilt-off in this game as I desperately search for my first win. But, excuse me, as I stall to get to the matchup here. Oh, my God, that's not the right matchup. I am just falling apart. This is great radio, guys. Meanwhile, James Coe wrote a good piece about Duke Johnson and Coe knows this did. week. Oh, yeah. So, Check that out. All right, back to this. It's a great piece, speaking of. Thanks, French. Yeah. It was good. This game – has beautiful bad shootout potential as well. Not nearly as much as that other one because, well, one half of this is the Browns. But Jets-wise, I think Josh McCown is kind of on the low-end streaming radar. The Browns have been ripped apart by quarterbacks the last couple weeks, and it hasn't exactly been a list of luminaries that have carved them up because it was Jake Brisket and uh, Andy Dalton. So you could go to Josh McCown. As for the pass catchers, the only one we can really trust is ASJ. He's been playing a lot of snaps, getting targets. This backfield, though, is interesting because with Forte still not practicing, Bilal Powell uh, saw a ton of volume last week. And even if you took out his big touchdown run, still put up a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, So you're going to want to start out him. I think Elijah McGuire, he didn't have a ton of snaps, which kind of concerns me. (laughs) <laughs> didn't um, have a lot. He's put up a big number on basically one play. 69-yard touchdown. He had nice. 19 snaps, so that's that's concerning. But I think with, 19 snaps. with all the running back wow. injuries and with four good offenses on the bye with the point. Falcons, uh, Broncos, Saints, and Redskins, I think Elijah McGuire could be in the deep flex mix. And then the Jets, kind of a sneaky streamer, I think. I mean, Deshaun, they're on the road, which you don't love, but uh, Kaiser's been sacked 11 times lot, and has committed man. nine turnovers in four games. So, That's not And then great. as for the Browns, the only person I'm even considering playing is Duke Johnson. Add and, a baby. I mean, he's his touch total has increased. He's, like, the only spark on this offense. I think he's leading the team in targets, too. Yeah. So, like – the, the tight ends are talented. I like those guys, Seth DeValve and David Njoku, but they're splitting snaps and targets, like, right down the middle. Uh, their wide receivers are, like, bleh. Don't start Kenny Britt. I mean, you know, D- Damashek <laughs> has his uh, his Jenga piece theory, and, like, it's kind of sad, but, like, the Corey Coleman loss was, like, a huge Jenga piece for yeah. this offense. And, and uh, I don't know how to make the analogy right, but, like, Kenny Britt being in there is, like, the reverse of the, like, Jenga piece. Like, he's... <laughs> 
he's him being in there is making everything worse. I mean, no, he single-handedly like sabotaged drives last last game out, and like he's doing that several every, times. Every game, Hugh Jackson pretty much admitted, like, yeah, we'd probably cut this guy if we didn't have didn't pay him all this money and have so no many wide injuries. Like, so why are they still running him out there? Because they don't really they, have who else they're gonna play. Hey, they just picked up Bryce Treggs. That's right. Okay. Let's go. That's a thing that you've said. Yeah. But, no, I mean, they don't have Cal a lot wide of receivers. They don't, oh, Let's go. They don't have a lot of bodies. So. I forgot he went to Cal. That's why. Because I remember you hyped him up in Danger Zone or something like years <laughs> ago, too. I just liked him as a player. Can I just – let me share one story about Bryce Treggs real quick. Uh, he was in college He was in college once. Sure. Okay. Just stop. All right, he was me. in college once. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, for a day? Okay. Can, I fi- can I finish story. this? Go with your story. Can I finish? Bryce, <laughs> Bryce Treggs. Uh, when he was in college, uh, was tweeting out about – he went on some tweet storm about how he was uh, showing around a recruit or whatever, and uh, and he got he got upset because this guy was talking about parties or whatever it was. And he's like, get turned up. Why don't you get turned up on books? Get turned up on education. <laughs> Nerd. People are, people are all worried about getting turned up in, uh, for, for party schools. I get like turned that. up on your books. Get, get turned, turned up, up on your books. <laughs> On your education. So and that was a big reason as to why he chose Cal over some other schools. But whatever. Anyways, ever since then, I've been uh, part of the Bryce Treggs fan club. The guy's got speed. Anyways, whatever. Moving on. Uh, Jags at Pittsburgh. French, give it to me. Yeah. Uh, this game should be fun because neither team is good at stopping the run. Uh, Steelers D has been solid everywhere except for run defense. They're allowing 113 rush yards per game, four rushing touchdowns. They've played teams like Cleveland, Minnesota, Chicago and Baltimore, so not great teams to face who have, like, amazing running backs. Uh, Chicago kind of ripped them up with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Uh, And then the Jags have the number two rush offense in the NFL. They're leading the league with 138 rush attempts, Mm. 148 rush yards per game. So I think it's a good spot for Leonard Fournette. Uh, On the other side, Jags – I feel like Leonard Fournette has been better than advertised, as advertised, or slightly worse than advertised. I think Alex and I were talking about this last night at Shock, a bar. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, like, I feel like he has he has kind of exceeded expectations. And it's funny because the Jaguars right now are really playing with a hand tied behind their back with Blake Bortles as being their quarterback. So bad. I mean, it sucks because in the first game they, had a, they were dominant defensively. In yeah. their third game they were – dominant defensively yeah. and then in the two games other than that like the Bortles has been like the the Bortles like black cloud has just been too much to bear and the fact that Fournette has been really consistent and really impressive yeah, he it's, counts it's for impressive. over 31 percent of their offensive yardage and 40 percent of their touchdowns right can you now. imagine if Allen Robinson was healthy and if they had a, a serviceable quarterback right now yeah it's it's unbelievable that they're playing with like a JV passing game yeah. essentially in in today's NFL. Portals so, hasn't yeah. crossed 250 yards yet this oh season. My wow. I'm sorry French, I jumped in there but Wait, I uh, thought he had that That's big fine. game uh, with like 247. Oh. Well, I think yeah, wow. the four, you like the four touchdowns or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good lord. Go ahead. Uh but yes, yeah, so on the other side the Jags, you said their corners are playing really well. They have a really good pass defense, but their rush defense is the worst in the league. They're allowing 165 mm. rush yards per game. Okay. So it's a good spot for Lev Let's Bell, go Lev. too. So it's kind of like a Lev versus Fournette game here. Uh, oh, man. Should we be, <coughs> is uh, A.B. on high alert? I think you're going to start Antonio Brown because he's Antonio Brown. What are you, you going to do, put him on your bench yeah, with you're teams not, on yeah. a bye and yeah, stuff? Yeah. You're not, not starting. Well, I'm just but saying. they're they're only allowing 147 pass yards per game, uh, but they haven't faced a crazy 
attack it, like a high-powered attack like the Steelers. That's a good point. The Jags have faced Houston, which in the first game it was Tom Savage and Deshaun Watson yeah. splitting. Mm-hmm. Then they faced Tennessee, who's a run-first team. Then they faced Baltimore and London, where Flacco threw for 28 yards. Yikes. And then the Jets destroyed them on the ground last week. Yeah. So it's like the Jags haven't really faced a team who has weapons like the Steelers. Interesting. I think in you're theory. I th- in theory, I think you're still going to bench Martavis Bryant. I wrote about trading for Martavis Bryant, buying low a little bit, mm. but you might want to sit this one out. I think Bryant's going to get there. He's been targeting a, a lot of deep balls that he's just missed by like a few inches. Yeah, and I think those those big plays are going to come. I like it. Not this week though. Here's the, here's the deal with Antonio Brown. How I'd look at this situation, and I think this is how you should think about all fantasy. Uh, debates and situations is like you're playing Brown, of course. Like of course. I, I don't think you can sit Brown, but you've got to lower expectations or at least increase that range of outcomes to incorporate a much lower floor than normal. Sure. And then that should influence your decisions in other spots. You know, maybe you can play somebody that has a bit more volatility or maybe you want to play somebody that's a little safer just to, again, kind of account for the fact that, yeah, I'm playing Brown with the full expectation that it could not go well because this is a horrible spot. Oh, yeah, it's not very good. All right, LCH. I'm going to start this movement, guys. Now the basketball season is back, I fully am trying to start the movement where we call the Chargers LCH. Is this like a revenge game narrative because of your Clippers experience? No, because (laughs) LAC is confusing because it's always been Los Angeles Clippers for many years. For so many years now. It's like anytime you see the ticker, it's like LAC – and you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's the Clippers score. And it's like, no, actually, now we're talking about the Chargers. Interesting. I like my narrative better, but continue. <laughs> if anything, shouldn't it be the other way around where I, like, say that LA, the LAC is going to be the Chargers? But I don't know, man. Okay. I didn't All really right. put a lot of thought uh, into this. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. LCH at NYG. We're talking about the Chargers. taking on the Giants. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Uh, this is another game. West Coast team, obviously traveling east. I think this could, yeah. Th- this either this game's either going to go one of two, uh, one of two ways. Okay. I think this could be a real high scoring contest where both these teams are coming after each other. Uh, or I'm or, going the other way. Or the the Chargers just completely yes. implode. Yep. Uh, in New York, that I I could totally see uh, that that happening too. But I mean, Eli Manning right now chucking the ball. This is why I've decided to pick him up because they're just chucking the ball forty plus times a game. Uh, and the Chargers defense doesn't really scare me. Uh, so I'm playing pretty much, you know, the Giants. I feel confident in, which is uh, Odell Beckham and and Manning at this point. Everybody Shepard. I think Shepard's like a fine floor play. In, in PPR, but not not somebody that I'm like super jazzed about. Oh, I thought you would have loved him this week. I, I mean, he's a fine he's a fine play uh, for sure. Uh, but and then on the the Chargers, well, the backfield, of course, you got to talk about Wayne Gallman. I think I think Gallman's playable in this in this spot too, uh, especially if Paul Perkins is uh, is going to miss the game, which I don't know if we have any clarity on that. He came back to practice. At the, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Then then I don't know. I mean, I still think he's playable just because. Uh, like they need to do something with this backfield. I mean, yeah. it's not working out with Paul Perkins. I mean, Chris, you said this before we started the show. He has what, like sixty nine, sixty one yards. yards. Okay, it's <laughs> a leading rusher. Gross. Not cool. Wow, uh, that's that's bad. Yeah. So they got to try something. And Gallman looked competent uh, last week, which right. is pretty much all you need at the running back position for fantasy if there's going to be volume there. If there's a scouting report on Gallman, it said he's just a simple north-south runner. That's yeah. it. And that's all this offense needs right it's now. It's good for goal line looks. Sure. Yeah, they just need somebody to keep them on schedule. Yes. Uh, and so I think he could be that. So I, I do think he's playable, and I think he was a good add off the waiver wire. On the Chargers side, 
I'm starting to get worried about the run game, especially. I mean, yeah, Melvin been, Gordon yep. has uh, not been good. good. I don't think he's healthy, uh, but he's always been an inefficient runner. I mean, even last year was scoring a ton of touchdowns, but averaging under four yards a carry. So, I don't know. He's he's someone that I'm I'm nervous about. Uh, the Giants are giving up a lot of yards on the ground. They, are they? Yeah. They, they have been kind That's of a, kind of deceiving because people think yeah. they have a good run defense. Well, they were elite last year. Right. 28th against the run this year. 142 yards. Wow. Per game on the ground. That's odd. Yeah. I think they've allowed three different runners to go for five-plus yards per carry the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah. One of those was not Ezekiel Elliott. Nope. So, like, if Gordon can't get it done this game, I would definitely be worried. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but the passing game, I think that their cornerbacks are good matchups for uh, the – like, they, they – the Giants' corners profile pretty well against the, uh, the Chargers' receivers. I mean, DRC plays a lot in the slot. Okay. So, he's going to match up with Keenan Allen a little oh, bit there. Keenan will destroy him. He, he, Keenan will be fine, but I, yeah. but he's not like a, a – like, last week, Keenan had just a golden matchup against the Eagles' slot I got corner. You. So, it's yeah, not yeah, one yeah. of those situations. Right, right, right. Tyrell Williams, we talked about him on Monday's podcast. Like, I think he's just a total boom-bust play, and this probably isn't – I mean, I, you can't really – because – the the Giants have shadowed Jenkins some mid game, but I don't think they'll use him to shadow anybody in this contest specifically. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. So you're just kind of hoping that Benjamin and Williams get some routes against Eli Apple, who's been real poor this year. But mm. you you can't like predict that he's definitely going to see him, you know, 80 times a game or something. All right, so. there you go. Giants <clears throat> allowing most fantasy points per game to tight ends too. So Hunter. Henry, if we're following the trends. That's right. If we're following the trends, one game off, one game on. One game off, one game on. Might be a Henry game. Good Both of Lord. these guys are dart throws. They're like Gates has the slight edge in playing time and targets, but Henry has more yards and he's younger and like who knows. I know. It's we'll a, yeah, it's a dart throw. It's gross. <laughs> Alex Gellhart will stay with you. Bills taking on Cincinnati in uh, the Queen City. This is a game with just a vi- with very few fantasy assets we need to talk about, so we can hopefully move quickly. Uh, Tyra Taylor's kind of been brutal on the road historically and this year as well. Interesting. But there's so many players off. I think you have you can stream him if you're desperate. The Bengals also I think have allowed the most rushing yards to quarterbacks. And that's only come through three quarterbacks because Joe Flacco did not run once on them because he's a statue and has a bad back. Uh, <laughs> LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy, um, you know, he's been getting the volume. We haven't seen him rushing as effectively as we want. Right. Um, but I think this could be the game where he gets gets into the end zone finally, perhaps against the Bengals. And uh, I think they have uh, – where did I put this in here? They have been uh, damaged by running backs through the air as well. And we know Shady's getting a lot of targets aside from Charles Clay who is a weekly start at uh, tight end. He's seen over 25% of the total team targets, uh, and he's no longer a streamer. We're just we're plugging him and playing yeah. him. Uh, and I think the, the Bills' defense on the road, you can still play him. Uh, Dalton's been sacked at least three times in every game and has committed a tur- at least one turnover in two of his contests. So a defense as good as the and Bills they, yeah, they look good. Is, is still playable. Which uh, is the reason I'm not playing Andy Dalton. Uh, he's had a great couple weeks bouncing back. That thing's turning around. Yeah. I think you could still flex Joe Mixon uh, because of volume. It's not a great spot. But, I mean, again, four teams are already on bye, and injuries have just ravaged backfields. Right. You're starting Are we not giving enough credit to Giovanni Bernard? Because every single time he gets out, he's making plays. He scored a receiving touchdown in each of the last two games, but he is not playing a ton of snaps. Um, He's only played 27% of the snaps the last two weeks. Interesting. I don't think he'll be confident. I mean, you know upside is there because he's a good player, but like it's That's what I'm wondering. See, I guess what I'm saying is should we start to – if the roles were reversed, right, where if Joe Mixon was the established – uh, veteran and and Gio Bernard was the rookie. 
we the expectations would be totally turned around, right? We're like, oh, Gio's got to get more snaps. Gio's got to get more snaps because every time he touches the ball, good things are happening, yeah. right? So I'm just I'm just wondering, at some point, does Marvin Lewis just say, man, forget it, like uh, – like Mixon is gonna, we're gonna develop him in the off season. We gotta just win some ball games right now, and let's give the ball to Gio Bernard. The, the problem there is like, I, I, I think he's Bernard is making plays as a receiver, and, but yeah, in space. Yeah, but as a running back, I don't know that it would be much different, just because this offensive line for Cincinnati, like they haven't been as dreadful pass blocking as I think people expected, mm-hmm. but they've been. A nightmare run right. blocking, uh, you know. And Geo's not going to change that. No. Okay. So, so either way, I mean, Mixon is averaging negative zero point nine four yards before a defender closes within a yard of right. him per next gen stats, that's, which is crazy. That's forty third out of all forty three running getting, backs that have seen. He's 10 getting plus hit in the backfield. Carries. He's yeah. getting every hit play. in the yeah. backfield, right? On average, every play. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's crazy. So to wrap this up, I, I don't, I wouldn't play Geo this game because I think he's going to be usable in in flex rolls and higher scoring games or ones you know that could be shootouts. But this yeah. should be a low scoring game. It's got a low you're total right. from our friends in the desert. Uh, you're starting AJ Green. He owns thirty one percent of Dalton's targets and he leads the league in uh, percentage of targeted air yards with forty one point nine. Uh, Tyler Croft. I don't think we should the chase. Stick man. I don't Let's think go. we should chase his production oh. this week. Okay. Uh, he's been out there for ninety percent of the snaps since Tyler Eifert was uh, forced to the bench, but uh, and they don't have another tight end. I, they he's don't. their wide receiver too, bro. I I'm just I'm not chasing it this week in a in a tough spot against yeah. the Bills. I'd rather wait and see. Okay. The Bills also only uh, haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end yet, and only allow 46 yards per game to the position. Bang. I do I do think that Croft is rosterable right now. Oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, given the fact that Eifert can't stay healthy, and again they don't have another tight end. I mean, you mm. talked about the 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 snap share. Uh, percentage that he has. I, I mean, CJ Uzuma is there, but I, they've converted him to almost like an H back role, so he's not really a tight end for them. So yeah, I, it's the, uh, the, it's interesting. The encouraging things are his targets did jump from four to seven uh, from week three to four, and he saw two looks in the red zone last week, which he turned both into touchdowns. But like, like I said, I'm not going to chase that, yeah. especially in a bad spot here. Panthers taking on Detroit. Calvin Benjamin, uh, DNP Wednesday with his knee issue. Matt Harmon, break down this game for us. Uh well, on the on the Lions side, I feel like we have a pretty good idea of just what their offense is uh, and what they're going to be. I think Stafford has really slowed down since that f- week one explosion sure, against yeah. Arizona. So I think he's a low end streamer just because right. I think this game could. I, I don't really know if I have a good feeling on on whether I feel like this game is going to be tend more towards high scoring or low scoring. I'm exactly the same way. Because I, I can I can see it playing out both scenarios. Like these off the, this both of these offenses have shown good moments. They've also shown some whatever moments and yep. on Carolina side really poor moments. But uh, quick on Stafford since his week one explosion, thirteen points, sixteen points, ten points in fantasy. And he's playing well. They're just right. not, you know, airing it out or anything like that. Uh, so I, I don't know that Stafford. I feel like is a low end streamer in this contest. Probably guys I like. I mean, I think I like guys like Manning, Jake Brisket better than him. Uh, so I, I I tend to think that I'm probably not. Two in on the them. Jake, Jake Brisket is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> thanks to our friends uh, for the around the NFL podcast for yeah, that one. Brisket. Uh, Amir Abdullah did leave in the fourth quarter with an injury, and he was limited on Wednesday practice. But uh, okay. I, if he ends up playing, I think you know what you're getting with him, which is 
you know, a little bit of volatility. If they fall behind, if if the Panthers are able to mount a lead, I think this could be a spot where Theoretic is out there a lot. Uh, so just not real confident in any of these ancillary players that aren't Golden Tate in this uh, in this Lions offense. And even he's been up and down too. So d- this is the way Detroit is right now. For Carolina, uh, coming into this game with a little bit of a distraction, which is great uh, again, uh, but – I don't really – again, I don't know if I have a ton of clarity on, on who the Panthers are offensively because they, they made a lot of plays in the past game. Against uh, New England. Against New England with and a that's lot it. of blown coverages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's going to trick people into starting the all the Panthers just because they you, had such a firing good game up against Cam the Patriots. I don't know. I, I <laughs> did not. pick him up in one league where I wanted to stream quarterbacks, and yeah. I, so I'm okay with that. Uh, I think that this is a pretty decent spot for them. Hmm. Um, I think he turned a corner, man. Yeah, I yeah. I think, first of all, the, the fact that he got out there and was running around too, I think I, I just think that they had struggled offensively for enough weeks where Cam's like, Forget it. Well, the thing with Cam Newton is that like he's always been a streaky player outside of 2015, where he just absolutely Decimated. caught fire. Yeah. Like in towards, especially towards the end of the season. Other than that, like some of this, the, like his start, I think it's been exacerbated by the shoulder injury. But like this is who the guy is, man. Like he has these big awesome moments, and then he has some real terrible games too. I mean, that's just where we're at with Cam Newton at this point in his career. Uh, I'm interested in both wide receivers because. I, I don't know that I think Darius Slay is going to track Kelvin Benjamin around the field. Okay. Uh, Slay's been awesome this year, by the way. He was also on my next-gen stats all-pro mm-hmm. team for the defensive backs. He's cool. averaging under 45 uh, under a 45 passer rating in That's coverage great. this year. Uh, so he's been awesome. Devin Funches, I do think, is, is playable 100% in this game. He's getting okay. the volume. He's getting the snaps. Um, and Chris McCaffrey, like, we're still waiting for that big blow-up game. This could potentially be it uh, in Ford Field, in the Dome. He has zero touchdowns. Until right? he <laughs> – yeah, Chris yeah no, until no. he blows up, every game is going to be his potential blow. Up. Potential blow. Up. <laughs> I just, I, I think that you know, it's a good, it's a fair good, enough, it's a good enough. spot for him, especially with uh, Detroit's like coverage linebackers not being ideal players. That's a very good point. Uh, I'll give you a couple injury updates here. Ty Montgomery is going to practice today on Thursday. Uh, Marquise Lee with his ribs is out on Thursday. Devontae Adams still in protocol. Matt Forte, again, not practicing on Thursday. This is the big one I thought was interesting. It might go under the radar here. Tyron Smith, the starting left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, he's got a back issue, a back issue, which is not good. He's not going to be practicing Thursday. Uh, It would be some fellow by the name of Byron Bell who would be interesting starting left Uh, tackle if Tyron – I'm triggered. Byron, Byron, <laughs> yeah, he's triggered. Byron Bell, not a good player. Oh no, uh, he was. Oh no, he, he was a guy the Panthers tried to make their starting left tackle for a few years. Okay, did not work. Did not out. work out. And then he f- went to the Titans, flamed out there. Uh, oh, so boy. he's just a total journeyman guy. That not a good situation. So there you go. So that's something to keep in mind uh, for you, Ezekiel Elliott owners. Hell, if you're a, a even if you're a Dak Prescott guy, um, Titans at Miami. Mariota was limited Wednesday. Matt Castle got all the first team reps. Matt Franchise, what do you got? I don't think Mariota is going to play. They say I don't think so game either. time decision. Yeah, I uh, would be surprised. I think they just let him rest and see if he can heal up by week six. Yep. Uh, Matt Castle is not good, so <laughs> you can't start any. Matt not Look, good. he came in in relief of Mariota last week. He went four for ten for twenty-one yards, two picks with an eight-point-three passer rating. Wow! Uh, you, you're not is that starting. Bad? That sounds you, bad. Yes, that's, you're not. That's bad. You're not starting any Titans pass catchers. Maybe Delaney Walker, but I think the Titans are going to attack the Dolphins on the ground because they have two strong running backs. 
Uh, so you fire up DeMarco Murray, you fire up uh, Derrick Henry maybe in like a deeper league. For the third flex. week in a row, Miami skill players are in a good spot. I'm giving – I, I am I, giving quick the them – Quick on the Titans. Yeah. I actually think you can play Rashard Matthews this week. Oh. Here's here's why. Because uh, – <laughs> Good him, luck with him that. Him and Castle – so Castle played two games in relief, like solid games in relief of uh, Mariota last year. Yeah. Those two games in his pinch hit this past week after Mariota went down, Matthews owns 31.7% of Castle's targets. And in Castle's lone start last year, Matthews went 9 for 114 and a touch on 13 targets in a win over the Texans. 13 targets? Corey Davis is out. Corey Matthews, Davis is Matthews out, Matthews has yes. been there for a while. I also – I'm worried about Henry and Murray personally because mm. if the Dolphins' offense gets its head out of its butt and finally plays against a, in a great spot and puts up some points, like, <laughs> that's going to take those guys out of the game. It's third week in a row we're saying and, that. And Castle, Castle – <laughs> I'm giving Miami one more shot here, yeah. And, and Okay, so I'll get you back to Miami. But, like, Castle is bad. Like, he has had been a turnover machine. And, like, if he throws a pick six or, you know, turns the ball over and they fall behind, it's just going to take those running backs right out of it. Mm. But I am giving Miami one more shot. I wrote okay. Jay Cutler up as a streamer this week because yeah. I hate myself. Yes. But <laughs> Perfect. It's, the, it's Miami's first home game of the season. <laughs> the Titans were shredded both through the air and on you the ground what, last though, week that's by a Houston. Good point, man. That's a good point. It's their first, first home, home game. game. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. There uh, it is. You know, I mean, seriously, they've been traveling around the world. It, I mean, it's been tough. And I think <sighs> it might be a a good get right spot for Ajayi finally again too. I know they've just been bad in like two straight favorable matchups. One was was in London, one was on the road in New York. So they're home. It's Tennessee's been struggling on defense. I think you can give them one more shot. French, you're the trade. Uh, you're the trade calls master, but um, well, actually, actually, Verizon, Verizon is. is. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, man. Sure. joke that nobody's gonna get. But well, whatever. Because, uh, the NFL, it's sponsored by Verizon. Yeah, it's sponsored by. But uh, the NFL handle tweeted out franchise's article, but didn't at him. They just added. They which, were like trade which, calls, which by the way, by Verizon is like a <laughs> is a massively well performing article. Oh, Social God. media eats it up. They had franchise do like a video segment of yeah. it, and then when they tweeted it out, it was by Verizon. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, it's hysterical. Oh, it's absolutely so awesome. franchise has been replaced by the machines. Yes, he yep. has indeed. Uh, no, nice I've. I've uh, gotten a lot of questions about Jay Ajayi, yes. um, and, I, and I really believe in buying low on him. I yeah. wrote him up the last two weeks, I think, as a buy low yeah. because they played the Jets and yeah. the Saints, and, and now they, they get Tennessee. I well, think they have. I think they play Atlanta in the next week or two, which is another favorable matchup. Uh, but I said buy low two weeks ago, and he hasn't done anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still so a buy. So buy even I think lower. It's still, right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's even more in that favor. I'm kind of in on that. I think there he's. I think he's going to be better. I okay. feel good about Ajayi bouncing back in this spot. I, I do not trust the passing game one bit because I do not trust the quarterback. But yeah. Tennessee has been so forgiving. Fool me and, once. And, and Jay Cutler you. has been so unforgiving. This, for those but who this, is, this is what Jay Cutler does. When everyone fades him, then he'll throw I, four touchdowns. We passes. said that last week. I well, don't. That, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, do, I think he's. I think he's just about cooked. You're, I think yeah. he's not going to fool me again. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's done. All and, right. and Matt Castle's been done for two All right, let's years. Go, so let's, let's go. Let's go around the horn that. real quick. Okay. Yes or no? Starting Devonte Parker. Yes. Yes. 
I'd rather not. There you one go. against Tennessee, bro. Right. There you go. Well, no, I mean, look, I if you a... have better, if you have more, it depends. I mean, if you have more predictable, reliable options, sure. But he I has, do not. he has, yeah, <laughs> which, which you probably don't. I, I, you're right. I'm probably wrong about this. I think you, you can probably play him because even, even in Cutler's struggles, he's maintained he's been a pretty serviceable. He's had a good floor. floor. His yeah. lowest finish in standard is wide receiver 28. His lowest, or no, excuse me, PPR is 28. His lowest in standard is 34. So that's. That's Usable. wide receiver three it's flex fine. territory yeah, for fine. every week. Even, yeah. even as the sky has been falling yeah, and Cutler's been, been degaffing all over the place. Right. All right there you go. Cards <laughs> taking on Philadelphia. <laughs> Wendell debate. Smallwood, DNP Wednesday. He's got a knee issue, which I find to be very interesting. Jay Cutler did to us. He has a knee. He's got the knee. Alex Gelhar, <laughs> what do you got in this game? Uh, we'll start with the Cardinals' side. Uh, they're on the road. Uh, starting Carson Palmer in fantasy has been the emotional equivalent of watching an inexperienced loved one ride a unicycle across a high wire because he, like, <laughs> What? Yes, you heard me. <laughs> I, I wrote that in matchups and I wanted to read it because it was so funny. What a nice pull. Uh, but it's, but I can confirm that's a grueling experience. Yes. Yeah, having personally experienced that. Uh, but thankfully, he's, he's, he's pulled it out successfully. Uh, he's second in the league in, uh, in yardage. Right. And uh, this Eagles defense has allowed 713 passing yards and five touchdowns over the last two weeks because yeah. they've got so many people banged up right now. So I think Carson Palmer is a solid streamer. You do worry about th- that cross-country travel for him where he's struggled. But oh, yeah. this offense has to move through his right arm. So he's going to have passing volume, and he's a fo- solid starter. I, right. think uh, it, I think it moves through his left arm. <laughs> oh, that's what I think is going to happen. That's yeah. a contrarian opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watch him complete like a it. stupid yeah. pass where like he's getting sacked. And yeah, left hand. Left shovel hand. pass. Shovel pass, left hand, <laughs> touchdown. Uh, all right, so uh, Harmon mentioned Andre Ellington. I think he's a, he's a decent play in PPR. Okay. You want to start Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, his volume's been a bit up and down. His target totals have gone 13, 6, 15, and 7, but he's, he's pretty good. It's still it's good. Fine. It's yeah. still good. Like we'll you're, it. you're playing him because he's getting pummeled with uh, with volume. Yep. And I think Jaron Brown is, is a fine starter, too. John Brown, um, watch Not his so status. Injury report well, again. I mean, he, he's, on, I've, he's always on the Quad. injury report. Yeah. yeah. That's so where like, he's going to be on he there. He played last week. He but. did play last week and was close to having a, a pretty big game, but Jaron Brown has basically like matched Larry Fitzgerald product his production the last two weeks. Yeah. He's playing a ton of snaps. I think he's a fine starter. I think the organization has moved on from John Brown, honestly. I yeah, think you talk about you know teams getting frustrated with injured players. I think they're just like, you know what, man? We got to move on. If he's, I don't, if he's there, great. it's great yeah, for them. I think they're just I, not counting I think they on just look anymore. at first initials and last names, and they just think it's the <laughs> same guy. And hey, they're like, look, yeah, we're getting is. the production out yeah. of them. Yeah, just I leave mean, him in there. I don't know that you can say they're moving on because, I mean, in his first game back, after the injury stretch, he played a lot more than J.J. Yeah. Nelson, who had been making plays before. So I think they just, when they have him available, they will use him as their, as their number three receiver. And, you know, he's he's a good player. And they'll just, when he's gone, he'll be gone. Yeah. Um, as for the Eagles, I think you're, you're, you can start Carson Wentz uh, with relative confidence. He's coming back home. I'd be worried about Alshon Jeffrey in this game. He's not seeing the target volume we want out of a number one receiver, Patrick and he's going to get the Pat P treatment, and Pat nope. P has been balling out this year again. So I want zero part of Alshon Jeffrey this week. How about, uh, a low, a low How about for the rest of the year, man? I'm, I'm not I don't know. They're still going to him. Not enough. No? I mean, he's had one game with double-digit targets. Interesting. Zach Ertz is the top target right. there for sure. I mean, Zach Ertz leads all tight ends in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and – first downs. Yeah, he's beasting. We just need him to get into the end zone more, but he's an every week play. Mm-hmm. I think the Wendell Smallwood knee injury is like an I was just reading about it too. It's a new one. He wasn't yeah. wasn't hurt after the game last week, so it's slightly concerning. But yep. 
if both he and LeGarrette Blunt go, I think they're fine plays in the flex. You know, you know with Garrett LeGarrette Blunt you want a touchdown, but they're splitting a hefty-ish workload, and Smallwood's getting the passing game work. Um, Eagles D probably want to play them against Carson Palmer. He's if getting Smallwood, a ton. If Smallwood doesn't go, Corey Clement, Clement is a yep. name that uh, that Certainly. you should definitely circle mm-hmm. on your waiver wire as well. Absolutely. Uh, and the other pass catchers, I don't know if I'm trusting Aguilar or Torrey Smith no. in this one. Nope. Um, but yeah, Eagles D, you want to fire him. Carson Palmer's protection is god awful. Oh my god, and he'll, so bad. He'll, he'll probably get sacked numerous times, even with Fletcher Cox out, and could commit a turnover too. Yep. There you go. Ravens taking on Oakland. Matt franchise. What do you have in what is anticipated to be? Well, Emmanuel, we <laughs> streamer. Yeah, we already evis- oh, we we already eviscerated the Oakland offense we here. Have, Should we just move on to another game? Uh, <laughs> and the not, Ravens. The, they don't have very many assets. Uh, pretty sure Jeremy Macklin leads the Ravens with like a hundred and. 16 receiving yard or 130 something really bad for four games of leading leading a team so bad uh you're not starting anyone except maybe buck allen in this game i maybe think maybe buck allen benjamin watson sneaky still just because tight end is a wasteland but yeah True. i mean buck allen just real 116 quick. yards for yeah. macklin he leads the team i had, yeah, a, yeah, I had yeah, some people yeah, chirping yeah. at me last week about the buck allen call going wrong but like He's still playing way more snaps than the other guys. Uh, Alex Collins is coming in in you know he had a big run there which was nice, but like Buck Allen's the safest play because of that. Did pass he have game. a yes, fumble agreed. or a turnover? Collins so. has fumbled a couple times okay. this year. Yeah, he's and had 82 yards in the last two games, but they, two they, fumbles. They clearly want to get him the ball and they want to get him out there, but I mean even John Harbaugh said like if he keeps fumbling away his chances, like that'll eventually come to an end. Seahawks and taking oh no, go ahead. Just for Joe Flacco, he's been so bad. He's last in the NFL in yards per attempt with five point one oh, and you gotta, you gotta, 150 pass yards. I don't yards think per he's game. been owned really, hopefully. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say uh, he was a guy that probably got drafted because of name value, but if you haven't and moved he, on from Joe Flacco, there's yeah, wrong with and him. he just can't <laughs> sustain the passing game. So both defenses all. are are startable though in yeah. this game. This, yeah. I mean, like I joked, this game could have five points in it, but EJ Manuel and Joe Flacco both could get. I, I love the Ravens' defense this week. Are you kidding I me? I like Come Oakland, too. Uh, Seahawks taking on the L.A. Rams. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Big spot for my Rams. <laughs> <laughs> great, to, great to see him get a nice home game here. I like the spot for the Rams. Oh, my goodness. My Rams, not the Rams. The okay. Rams. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Good, good. Uh, I think that if, – If Sean McVay said, Matt Harmon, let's hang out, you would definitely – Definitely go get beers with him. I'd go yeah, out with Sean. Why McVay. wouldn't I hang out with him, dude? He's my, like our my age. brother, Sean McVay. <laughs> my brother, Sean McVay. Yeah, your my younger older, brother. My older, my older yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not my younger. He's like twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, he's, so he's young, just a little, man. little, little junior coaching the team. Can uh, I just say I love the fact that he just sits on a random water cooler and just, dude, he's awesome. It's that's my favorite thing. It's like, oh, the defense is on the field. I give zero f's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna leave this Wade, to my D coordinator. Yep, you got this. I'm gonna make adjustments. Wait, let the other team's running backs destroy. Us. I'll take over an offense. It's but fine. not only that, he sits on a water cooler and, and like is looking at charts. You're like, what? This he is like, awesome. He like hides He's from great. people and He's is great. over there. And this, it's my favorite like sideline cam when they're like, "Where's Sean McVay?" It's great. Yeah, I, I, I think it. Goff is on the streaming radar this week. Yeah, uh, just because Seattle has given up some plays. That, you know, they they have not to this point. They have not to this point been like a ferocious defense. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not I wrote him up as a streamer because. Uh, Jeremy Lane got injured last week. Yeah. And Cliff Averill is probably going to be out for a while with yeah, a, yeah. like severe scary. neck injury. You so they, they're banged one. up on defense. That's a big one. Yeah. And and I think that like he's probably a floor play streamer. Like I don't yeah. think he's going to kill you. I don't think he necessarily has a high ceiling. Uh, like so 
with the rest of the with the rest of the Rams offense though, I mean Gurley is in a is in a nice spot. Seattle has been giving up some production to running backs as well. So they, yes, they just they just have not been like I said they just haven't been a, a great defense overall nope. yet. I mean I think that they have the potential, the talent to get there. Yeah. Uh, but but they're not there yet. Uh, and then I, I mean I don't really see any reason to play. Like well, with Sammy Watkins, like if you need a ceiling play, fine. But like, what are you what are you really hoping for? Like, it's been kind of a nightmare for Sammy Watkins. I think you're except chasing that, that one. random. Well, I don't uh, think it, I don't three performance that he had. I don't think it's like random. I think that this is just going to be an offense like it was in Washington. That it's going to you know the spotlight will flow from different players each and every week. So right. I think that's where what the position you're in with uh, Watkins. Maybe Cooper Cup is a sneaky play because. Uh, Teams typically attack the Seahawks over the middle. He's running most of his routes from the slot. On the Seahawks side, uh, as franchise mentioned, the Rams have been kind of getting eat up on eaten up on the ground by running backs. But we've already talked about we don't feel too confident in these Seattle running backs. The passing game, though, really interesting to me. So uh, Russell Wilson, despite people you know kind of like shaking their head at the start of the year, uh, like he's the QB three in fantasy right now. Huh. He's been a total dominant figure the last two weeks. Uh, especially, and I, I see no reason. Did he climb that high based yeah. on his last two weeks? Holy yeah. crap. QB3. Uh, so, I mean, I mean it's, well, he has 138 rushing yards, which obviously helps, that and he's thrown seven touchdowns. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Wilson's yeah. been a good fantasy quarterback. I think That's he's terrific. an every-week start uh, for sure, even though they're on the road. Um, and I, I'm kind of trending towards wanting to play all the Seattle pass catchers. I mean, Richardson, Lockett, those guys are – high ceiling low-ish floor type guys but they've both been hitting about the 60 yard mark too so I'm kind of just I, I really believe in this Seahawks offense I think they're starting to find themselves and I want to get all these guys in my lineups outside of the uh running backs I kind of feel like I'm going to put Luke Wilson in my danger zone but we'll find out um, <laughs> he is he is the most uh he's definitely one of those players that's super like annoying as a Jimmy Graham owner yeah you like, know what I mean ah, big tight end squad t- eh, it's, it's Luke Wilson it's Luke and Wilson. then you ask yourself like you know, this is a, a deeper question, but it's like Seahawks. You get like basically the same thing out of Luke Wilson. Why'd you make that trade for Jimmy Graham? But whatever. and it's fu- it's funny too because they they like him down there. Yeah, Luke Wilson gets high like high value targets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there you go. Packers taking on Dallas. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? We broke oh, down this game boy. a lot. Packers. We did. I mean, yeah. you're you're starting Aaron Rodgers and, and oh. the pass catchers. The the Cowboys <laughs> have been pretty beat by tight ends. So like, if you're hurting. Marty B has been getting a ton of volume. He just hasn't turned it into anything. Rodgers has also um, talked about wanting say, to get him Nair, involved Nair early. the street. I read an article earlier this week. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we got to get him going early. He's like, it was so great to have him catch that like 26-yard pass or whatever. Also a revenge game. Also a revenge game. which <laughs> One of his like eight on the schedule. Back-to-back back revenge games. Hey, this goes back to your original sin revenge games. Yeah, this is the original sin revenge. Yeah, Ooh, yeah that's a good, like good point. That's a very good point. And on the Dallas side, I think you're I think you're firing <laughs> up a lot of the players in the Dallas offense too. They played the Packers twice last year, scored over 30 points in both games. Well, they scored 30 on the on the nose in the okay. first game in Lambeau, and then they put 31 on them in the the playoffs. So you're starting Dak, you're starting Dez. I think this could be a decent bounce back spot for Witten. I mean, the the Packers have been decent covering tight ends, but like volume's going to be there, and this could be a shootout. You're starting Zeke. I mean. If you want to get frisky, start Bryce Butler. But otherwise, I mean, this is basically just a game where it's as simple as that. You're, you're starting you're starting all your big players in this game. This like is it. the Dez eruption game to me. Could be. Nice. Uh, he's 40 targets on the year, 16 catch, 40% catch rate. You're right. A uh, lot of low percentage targets against some really good cornerbacks. And, yep. and this is the game where I think he finally just – I mean, he's been he's been a, a good fantasy play. Like, he's come out of this four-game stretch with two touchdowns. Like, he's Not been bad. fine, but this is the week I think he actually like, goes off. Shut him down. 
Nope. Shut up. <laughs> didn't, didn't he get injured last week? Kevin didn't, King? Didn't someone in the Packers secondary uh, get injured? Jones did. Oh, okay. I think, but I do think back. you could just re- – He came back. I think you could just generically throw that statement out there and, and it'd probably – Someone – Yeah, the Packers so many Packers got injured <laughs> in that pack, game. Pack IRs, baby. It's oh back. That's what I'm saying. Uh, better than ever. Unbelievable. Sunday night football, Kansas City at Houston. Let's go. Franchise. Kareem got? Hunt, baby. Yeah. Number one player in fantasy football. I was told he was the worst pick in the draft. That's what oh. I was told. I was told and, that. And Deshaun Watson, the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> wow. Huge matchup between two rookies that what are just in your coffee taking over right now. I uh, love Deshaun Watson. This though. should like be him. a really fun game to watch. I agree. Because the Texans are starting to find their find their uh, chemistry there, and the Chiefs are the only undefeated team left. They, they're – Four and zero. They have a forty-five point differential. They're riding high. I mean, you're starting Travis Kelsey. You're starting Tyreek Hill. You're starting Kareem Hunt. You're probably starting Alex Smith. I think I'm writing him up in my FedEx Aaron Ground because you might see this as a tough matchup against the Texans defense with like JJ Watt and Clowney back there. But uh, I think Alex Smith's mobility, though. Yes. Watt doesn't have a sack yet this year, and Alex Smith. Really? Uh, we got a yeah, still without a he's, sack. He's been blowing up plays though. Interesting. Yeah. And like, I, I was I was rewatching the the game from the other week, and like he was in the backfield constantly, and players were getting and quarterbacks were getting hit by other players. Okay, yeah, he, I was, got you. he was pushing. He's people a disruptor. Other players. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and Alex Smith, we got in our next gen stats packet, his has been much better under pressure this year than he was last year. Okay. He's taking a huge step forward there. Um, so I'm not concerned about him. And you're probably, if you stream Deshaun Watson, you're firing him up. Uh, you're definitely starting DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably going to be going up against Marcus Peters, which should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, That'll be fun to watch for I sure. don't know. Well, you firing up Fuller? Mm, that's, yeah, probably. Okay. In a flex. He's a ceiling flex Why not? Play. Yeah. Do I mean – you know, the way Boomer the, bust. we know that the way the Chiefs play their corners, they have uh, they obviously keep Marcus Peters on the left side of the field. Though it's worth noting, and I know he kind of got into it. I think with with some uh, like fans and uh, like some some of the Washington players on Sunday night. But he did give up two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, the one the one deep one to Terrell Pryor. Uh, but you actually theoretically think that Will Fuller would run. He plays forty four percent of his snaps from right wide receiver, so you'd think he'd run up against. Uh, uh, Peters a lot, which would leave DeAndre Hopkins to eat against those other cornerbacks. Interesting. All right. Great. Monday Night Football Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. Matt Harmon, what do you got? <laughs> hey, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Trubisky, baby. Trubisky, baby. Let's go. Hello. Hello. Don't really care for fantasy. Yeah. Don't matter for fantasy. <laughs> but, like, uh, I think that we're we're looking at this, this game, you know, mostly just to see what Trubisky brings to the offense. I mean, it can't be, it can't be much worse than what we had with Glennon pretty much simply from – his just lack of ability to throw, lack of ability or willingness to throw the ball downfield, and just the complete and utter statue he was in the pocket. So I think if his Trubisky's mobility is the one thing that I think I want to watch them the most in this game because I think that could really help their pair of running backs. Yes, back there. selfishly right. as a Jordan Howard owner, I hope Trubisky just hooks it up. Yeah, and Tariq Cohen, I mean, kind of gone pretty quiet since. Uh, what the hell is John Fox doing? I don't know. He's foxing it, baby. John Fox. I don't know. What what do you want? I I just you have limited (laughs) playmakers. Clearly, this guy is one of your best playmakers, and he's not on the field. I mean, I know, but you but you also like can't you can't really build an offense around a player like. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you build it around. He's got to be on the field. That's the that's my problem with John Fox. Especially when you're losing by how much they were. He's not even on the field. I mean, if you're not drawing up, you don't have to draw up plays or or again run your offense through Tariq Cohen, but. 
He's got to he's got to be on Get the field. Get him out there to, as make a make distraction sense. or a decoy or whatever. I, I don't know. It's just crazy. There's just there's a story you can tell yourself where Cohen has a big game here at home against a defense that is a ferocious pass rush unit, and they yep. use him, you know, to kind of just get Trubisky some layups. But like you said, he's never on the field. Uh, this game, I think, could be low scoring, which would profile as a more Jordan Howard type game. So I don't know how you feel any confidence in playing Cohen right now. On the Viking side, I mean, you getting your guys out there in terms of the wide receivers. They've they they've been fine outside of that one game in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, despite Case Keenum kind of turning back into a pumpkin last week. <laughs> And then we have the running backs. And I think Latavius Murray, he came in and got all the all the rush attempts after Dalvin Cook went down. He'll be the guy. Uh, I think Jared McKinnon is still definitely a player to watch, especially as a pass catcher. Uh, So if you play in PPR formats, I'm I'm just as interested in McKinnon as I am with with Murray, because I think he has a usable role. And if something happens to Murray, if he gets hurt, then I think McKinnon inherits a nice role. I think Mur- Murray even admitted that his ankle is not 100% yeah, for yeah. the offseason I think McKinnon surgery. tweaked his ankle in the game last week, yes. too, but I think he came back, but I think he's questionable He was on the field right for the last play of the game for uh, the Vikings, but, yeah, yeah he, he did suffer an injury. I mean, both these running backs are, are kind of tenuous bets right now because okay. of their their health, but uh, I, I think I'm pretty confident in playing Latavius Murray in this So you're game. telling me Stephen Ridley is going to jump into the end zone for us? Don't put no. that. Don't put or that. Or is it? Is it? CJ, is it a CJ Ham touchdown? No. That we're about to, oh, don't put Stop. that evil on me, Ricky. Oh, no. oh, Murray no. will be the goal line guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do daily daps and daps. get out. Daps. 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 God, we have the best drops, guys. The drops are the best. Uh, let's go with Matt Franchise. What do you got? Uh, rest in peace, Tom Petty. Yeah. 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 I haven't talked to one person about Tom Petty who's been like, eh, he was okay. Everyone absolutely loved him. Everyone has a story. Oh, he he was my first concert. I remember listening to him. This, that, like American legend. Yep. And then I'm also going to daily daps this show on Netflix called Friends from College that I started watching uh, starring Keegan, Michael Kay, and Fred Savage. It's eight episodes or 30-minute episodes. You can plow through it. I thought it was hilarious. I know the previews Harman, look funny. Yeah, I thought it was great. I know Harmon watched it too and thought it was okay. I said it was good. I just you and, and you, you gave, said that, you gave a meh. I said lukewarm. it was pretty good. I said it was pretty good, and that <laughs> wasn't thought, and that wasn't good enough for you. I for thought it was reason. groundbreaking. Boom. See, all right. Well, now uh, you're, you're friends from college. Check it out. College. All right. Uh, I'll give daily daps to this. Uh, ra- I love Twitter. Um, I and, hate it. And I the internet franchise does hate it. It's just amazing. Um, okay, so the <laughs> apple catching guy. Amazing. Amazing. So it's it's this guy on Twitter who his friend just throws him apples from like super far away. <laughs> And so he catches like it with his stories mouth. Stories above him, like yeah. like at a college or something, and he's like floors below him. He's just dropping one down, and he's catching it with his teeth. It's Not incredible with his teeth. Pretty crazy. I think you retweeted this into my timeline. I was like, "This is gonna be the stupidest thing ever." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." I'm transfixed. <laughs> I couldn't look away. It is amazing. And also, I was like trying to Zapruder film it. I was like, "Is this fo- is this fake?" But I was oh, like, that's no, the other thing. Yeah, I was like, real. "Is this fake?" But no, I mean, because the other thing too, how is this guy not breaking his teeth? That's what I thought. On these things. They it's must just, be small apples. Uh, find him on Twitter. Daniel Hartman is his name. Daniel Hartman. Uh, go find him on Twitter. He's the apple catching guy. Uh, I will also uh, daily dap another thing I found on Twitter. This is uh, <clears throat> the remix god 
Suede. So Remix God Suede. He did a Shannon Sharp. Oh, that was oh, awesome. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Can I just say this thing about the Shannon? He turned, well, look, this uh, Remix God Suede uh, took his, uh, took the Shannon Sharp meme and made it into a song, which is, it, it's fire. With which, the black and mild. Yeah, with the black and mild. You didn't see it. Shannon Sharp was on camera with the black and mild. He said, <laughs> so. if, you win, if you win, you get to have a cigar. And Joy Taylor, the host of the, the Undisputed Show, she's like, that is a black and mild, not a cigar. And but he's just great because he's got the he's got the black and mild in his mouth, and he just fixes his suit like he's real proud of himself. He's got the best stupid grin on his face. It's, uh, it's th- awesome. This is my thing, though. I legit. So I don't watch. I don't watch uh, Skip and Shannon. I when I, I saw either. the meme, okay, I thought it was fake. Nope. I thought I thought the. The like act- Smoking Jay, kind yeah, of like thing? like Smoking Jay. Who was the other guy that uh, uh Smoking LeBron? Like I thought, I legitimately thought the Shannon Sharp black and mild thing was was guy a le- Photoshop. Guy legit had a black and mild in his mouth on national on freaking television. <laughs> I I when I saw that when I saw both those things I just absolutely lost the it. remix though the remix is found is, is special man and, and it's good on Shannon like to quote tweet it and and like just be like why y'all got to do me like this really like sail into it. It's Un- very funny. Believable. If a frog had pockets. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It doesn't matter. Anyways, the bottom line is go check it out. Remix God Suede, Yak and Mild Remix. Hilarious. It's the Yak and Mild. <laughs> I'm not watch it again after this. It's the Yak and Mild. I haven't seen it yet. I got to watch it. Oh, it, was, so it was in Slack Un- yesterday. It was great. Believable. All right, Matt Harmon, what do you got? I've got two. Uh, yeah, buddy. One, and I know, Alex, you dapped this show a little while ago, but uh, I guess you can take my man card away, too, because I love This Is Us. Oh, my so God. Do <laughs> so so you guys watch the, the – I'm We're still this in weeks? season one. No, no, no I'm still oh, in season oh, I'm, I'm plowing through season one. Uh, and as someone told me, like, oh, it was like – she, she said, you're not even close to the emotional tilt. Dude, I'm like, every oh, no. episode, I'm like, what is happening the, to my brain? Yeah, the one I watched last night, I think it was like episode six or seven in the first season. Oh, man. And it's just like – Wow, this is great show. I was talking to my parents show. about it, and they because like it, the show won a bunch of Emmys deservedly, and they were like, "You'll know when you get to the episode where Sterling K. Brown uh, wins his won his Emmy for." And my dad's like, "I'm tearing up just thinking about it." And I was like, "Yeah, great, yeah, Man, <laughs> just at the thought of this show. It's, it's amazing the way it's structured too, and like the way they're telling the past and the present. I don't know. It, it gives it. I, yeah, I could say a lot about it, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But it's a great show. You should check it out. Uh, and again, Yeah. Take my man card, if you will. But I'm anyways. Uh, and the second one, I want to dap my friend uh, Jordan Rodriguez from the Charlotte Observer, who is – you probably have heard of her by now because yep. of the, the story with Cam Newton. Uh, I cannot think of a person that it's more frustrating that something like that happened to and somebody that would never want – the worst thing as like an analyst, I think, or especially as a reporter, is to become the story. Right, you never want that to happen, and I can't think of a person that would would have not liked that wanted it to, less to happen. Yeah, uh, but it has happened, and uh, you know, daps to her for 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 dealing with it well, uh, a, a, a difficult situation, and uh, like I said, she, she's a great reporter and a she's, really good friend. She's fantastic. Yeah, like having read a bunch of her stuff, she's she's a young female reporter for a big big beat out there in Carolina, sure. and she does a fantastic job. So yeah, absolutely. All right, Alex Gilhart, give me daily daps. Uh, okay, I got a couple. First day of the dab, USA versus Panama tomorrow. World okay. Cup qualifier. Watch it on ESPN2. Go get us a win, guys. It's kind of a must win uh, if we want to make it to the World Cup, which we do. So I believe do we? I believe we can win. <laughs> uh, day of the dab 2, 
goes to Jimmy Kimmel. Um, he had another really emotional uh, monologue this past week in the right. wake of what happened in Las Vegas because that's his hometown. He had the first one that was on health care because his yeah. own child was born with, like, a really serious heart defect. Right. And I just think it's really cool for him in that position to – one, use it to try and affect good change, but two, just to be so open and raw and honest. Like, he cried in both of them and was, you know, kind of stumbling through his words. It wasn't this, like, I've, you know, been a, a great performer and I've done all this stuff and I'm going to get up here and make a huge statement. It was just a, a guy being honest about his city and his family and his plight. So I just, you know, daily daps to him for using his platform and, and doing it that. And from what I saw, too, I think that his publicist actually before his monologue aired was just like, like, th- he's like, no joke, this isn't for Jimmy, but like, watch his show tonight like he's like it's on it's honest it's just him you know being a raw man person on on camera so daily dap to him <laughs> and then the uh the last daily dap goes to i i dapped the musical hamilton i think a uh, month or so ago when i saw it with yeah. my friend incredible if you can get to see it go see it it's in la chicago new york obviously and no tickets are hard to find but it is it's incredible it's probably the best musical i've ever seen but what's really awesome about it is because why it became such a sensation was that you know, they blended hip hop into all into the classic musical thing to tell yeah. the story of the founding fathers, uh, which was awesome in its own right. But Lin Manuel Miranda, who uh, wrote it and composed it, also did a collaboration called the Hamilton Mixtape with a huh. bunch of hip hop artists and everybody. And so some of them it's straight covers, some of them they sampled it, some of them it's new songs. Really, it is amazing. I list, I finally listened to it yesterday and I was, my mind was blown. And the talent on Where this thing... Where can you find this? It's thing? on Spotify. The oh, Hamilton mixtape. You should listen to it because the talent I'm, is outrageous. I'm, I'm the all ro- in. The Roots, Busta Rhymes, Nas, yeah. Usher, yeah. Sia, Regina Spector, Ben Folds, Kelly Clarkson, Alicia wow. Keys. Wow, wow, uh, wow. Jimmy Fallon does a cover. Never ah! heard of any of them. Ja Rule, Ashanti. Like, ja Rule and Ashanti? Wiz Khalifa, what? John Legend. Like, I'm serious. I was listening to this thing and I just so every song would pop up. I'm like, what? I'm like, so and so, it was. That's it's funny. an amazing listen. It's super fun, and there's just you list stuff. off all those guys like who does not belong. Ja Rule, Ashanti, what <laughs> the what, hell? I mean, you got Ben Folds too. Like it's like Busta Rhymes, Nas, Ben Folds. <laughs> like what? What? But it's uh, it's phenomenal. It's super super fun listen, and That's it's great. just so many talented people. So daps to that. Like it is such a cool idea to take I'm a, to take a musical, out. but just be like, hey everybody. Take this, sample it, let's spin it, and yeah. uh, it was it was really really cool. So just, daily daps that. I mean that guy just I mean just oozes creativity. It's just unbelievable. All right, producer Chris, close us out. You know what? I'm not diehard baseball guy, but daps to playoff baseball yeah. because it's <laughs> last pretty two awesome, days have man. been pretty good. Yeah, they've been pretty good. I'm a Nats fan, so Nats Cubs tomorrow, and we'll see what goes down. Wait, but what happened last night? The first night was the wild mm-hmm. Yankee game. Twins Yankees Di- game, right? Diamondbacks yeah. Rockies. It was oh, like okay. back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Like, Diamondbacks ended up winning. I don't forget what the score was. I but think it was 11-8. Chris, this is a football podcast. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I'm not even a big, big-time baseball guy. But when That's October funny. hits, I'm like the guy who rolls in in October. And it's like, it's, this it's, is awesome. Yeah, it gets on It's the like train, nothing so. else in sports, yeah. the, the baseball playoffs. Sorry. Awesome. Breaking news. Fabs has finally traded Matt Stafford in the Fantasy Live League. Wow. <laughs> He's thrown us all like 85,000 trades for him. Who was, was it? Akbar, was it Akbar or Cynthia? Marcus. Oh, no. What? He must have got a good deal. Who's it for? Uh, Tell I'll the people. I'll just say the trade quick. So the trade is Fab sends Matt Stafford and Emmanuel Sanders to Marcus, and Marcus sends Golden Tate and Jamison Crowder to Fabiano. It's a good trade for Marcus. I mean, he gets uh, Sanders out of the deal, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I it's like a good trade for him. Quarterback could probably just cut him in two weeks. Who cares? They right. don't mean anything in fantasy. Well, mm. there you go. Um, by the way, Ian Rappaport reporting that Sam Bradford is going to practice today. Huh? 
and the Vikings will see how he feels going forward. I like that. Oh, that's man. why you got to listen to Daily Daps, guys. That's <laughs> breaking news at there the end. There you go. All right, so that's your show for the great WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, for West Virginia's finest man, Harmon, and, of course, the magical beard of fantasy, Matt Franciscovich, and for producer Chris, I'm James Coe. We're out. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.